But when he saw me, I felt happy about that. And yeah, it did make a big difference that you guys were there and I knew that I couldn't drown. You had a boat with you. So, <laughs> so thanks for that. Yeah. Well, I had season two plans. You were safe as well. I would have found a way to save you both. <laughs> Tiff, welcome. Yeah, I'm so happy to be back in studio with you again and doing uh, new episodes of Rerouting. How have you been? Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been, what, three, four months since we did the last episode, and, and I think it's long due, so I'm glad we are here. I've been good. It's been a lot of things been happening. Um, had a great summer break. Well, we're talking five months back now. Went to Spain mm-hmm. and Tenerife. Beautiful holidays and exactly how we wanted. We didn't want it to be a luxury, you know, stay in the five-star hotel boundaries kind of a holiday. So we were bumming mm-hmm. around and and had lots of different experiences, met up with lots of people, lots of adventure. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and definitely came back refreshed from all that Corona shizer <laughs> and that break that we had. But it was a highlight of this year so far in that break time. How about you? What you been up to? Oh gosh, it's been busy over here too. We did finally make it talking about, you know, Corona Shiza coming to Mm. an end, um, or at least the worst of it, hopefully, knock on wood. We made it back to the States for the first time Mm. in almost a year and a half. Um, Nice. (laughs) Woo! Which is funny because when I left, like, I was kind of brushing the distance off to my mom with like, oh, please, I'll be back every few months. It won't even be that much different than than when I live three hours away. And like, ha, yeah. ha, ha. Um, <laughs> Not so, true, right? Yeah, no. So a year and a half later, we made it back, had a great time. We really uh, lived it up, like did everything, saw our friends, ate all the places, did all the things. My brother is married. He's got a house. Yeah, so just a lot. It was, it was really nice to be home and really nice to visit. And it also made me realize how much we have accomplished here in Berlin and abroad. So it was it was a really great time. Good summer. Yeah, the summer was beautiful here as well. And life happens, right? Like it, Corona didn't make it stop. And I'm glad that things been moving along. Yeah. Janusz started going to school. So that was big for us this summer. Oh, wow. First year of real yeah. school. You'd be surprised how much of a big deal it is here. I don't know about in America, but in Germany, it's they just make it a real big deal of getting into the first grade, and it's almost like a, you know, uh, send off ceremony for the soldier. You know, big celebrations <laughs> in style. Yeah, and- no, it, it really is a big to do. And in the states, yeah, it's 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 a big deal, but it's I would say less like collective, mostly just people taking photos and post like first day photos and maybe new backpack. And that's all very cool. But here in Germany, you're right. They really do uh, make a big deal of it. And what's that gift that every kid gets on their first day? Schultute. A Schultute. Okay. So like a school bag, but it's not, it's like cone shaped, almost like a bouquet, right? It's a cone-shaped, yeah, which is filled with lots of stuff. Janusz had toys in there. He had things that he needs for schools, different sorts of color pens and pencils and and notebooks and obviously a football watch that he wanted for the longest time. Yeah, and a watch is very important for children in Germany. <laughs> but no, truly, I remember that was on Olive's school supply list that she had to have a like a manual, not a digital, 
but a, a watch. And yeah. how um, stereotypical. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that, but like. Absolutely. Absolutely. The time and the schedule and all that is just so important, right? Yeah, use. totally. So, so yeah. Janish is now in school and how's he, is he loving it? Like how was his whole feeling about going? He loves it. I think what's shining out is that how much responsibility and, you know, fun this can be. Like, you know, he's really owning up to it. He loves taking care of his stuff and being there in the school and being part of this newfound student group, which is mm -hmm. very different from his kindergarten. He's loving the fact that there's less supervision and they have a lot more initiative that they have to take. And he's just kind of owning up to that. Freedom and independence. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. He's getting naughtier though, which is obviously- You mean expected. he's getting a mind of his own? He's come. He's less compliant. He's becoming more independent. Oh, it sounds terrible. <laughs> I I don't know anything about that. I only have a no. almost twelve year old. <laughs> what I what have you been up to together? Oh yeah. So when she got back from the states, she went to Ferry and Laga, which is actually mm -hmm. just summer camp for kids. And she goes to a German one, so it was like also a very good exercise for her to get back into her. German language and German culture and all of those things. For us this year, it's less of any big newness. Thank goodness. Mm. Lord knows we've we've had enough of that over the last few years. But because of Corona being like everything that it was, I feel like this year, now that things are opening, the mask mandates at school just were lifted. Yeah, thank it, goodness. I know it sounds like such a like silly thing, but it's such a return to normalcy and one less thing for her to worry about and one more way for her to feel free and normal. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So the kids are all really excited and happy about that. We are really trying to focus and hone in. She really lives here now. You know, she's got her school. She's got her friends. Mm. She's got her soccer club established. She is doing acting class. So we are just really, I posed a question to her at the end of the summer, basically asking her, hey, we, we got a lot going on, but of the top priorities in your life, like what are the things that you love the most that you want to double down on? Because I'm going to help you. Like, let's go all in on those things. And wow, so I we like talked- yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good for us. It was good for her. So we discussed what some of those things were. And yeah, I think we have a a pretty good thing going. So for us, yeah, nothing big and new, just creating what our normal shall be here. Nice. So what about you, Deep? Like, cool, Janish is in school. What's <laughs> what's new in your world? Um, Actually, in Spain, I ended up fulfilling one of my lifelong dreams. Do you remember what is this podcast called before you joined as a co-host? Absolutely. Could not forget. I thought it was a very cute Quip. I did not know that it was a true and like inspired by true events. The name for those of you who have not heard, what was it? Episode eight of season one. <laughs> I'll, I'll fill you in on this. This podcast was originally to be named Dad Can't Swim. Do you want to explain why that is? Absolutely. It's actually as real as it got back then. I couldn't swim. And I really wanted to swim. And it was symbolic of me trying to learn something as I'm trying to teach Janusz uh, a new skill, right? Yeah. And, and you really felt insecure about that. 
Like that I was did. really something that that I think you carried kind of heavy. It was really symbolic of, you know, who I am as a person. I couldn't swim. I had so many, you know, faults and mistakes and and things that I was trying to cover up as I was trying to teach my son and and the reason why we moved away from that name was Stephanie, you came along and, you know, dad can't swim, didn't fit anymore, right? So Yeah, because I can swim. Else. I'm not good, but you I can. can. <laughs> and you're, not a, you're not a dad and you're also. Also not. Um, <laughs> but no, so the point is, yes, we changed that. I'm glad we did because that's not true anymore. So in Spain, I got over my fear of water and I started swimming for the first time. And it's just yes. amazing. So, dad can't swim. I'm declaring it. It's officially dead here. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> buried. It's dead. It's buried. <laughs> you know, and it is so-, so, and I have to say, like, I mean, this I know was huge for you. Um, yeah. When you, myself, all of Yana, your friends, when we were all at uh, this lake and we were in this little boat out in the middle of the lake. It wasn't a huge lake, like, for those of you listening. like Oh, it was it huge like by Michigan. my standards. <laughs> It was more like a glorified pond. Like I think my parents found no, it the same size. Don't, don't downplay it. It, it was massive, but it's for a lake nonetheless. It's it, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I just don't want what I'm about to say. I don't. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's just a normal lake. <laughs> We're out in the middle of it, and you decide, hey, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to swim to shore. And I, who can technically swim, was like, good for you. <laughs> I shall paddle the boat back then. <laughs> like someone should take the boat back. I guess it it will be me, right? And Olive said, yeah, I want to go with them. And I was like, I'm sorry, what, honey? <laughs> like we were still in the middle of a lake. It wasn't the biggest, like I said, not like Michigan, but shit. I was like, I don't know. And she was like, no, no, it's fine. I want to. And who was I to take her bravery and shatter it? And so I was like, oh, Okay, well, that's a good project for the two of you. And again, someone has to take the boat back, right? I shall volunteer as tribute. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys did it. It was a moment um, for me seeing you do that because I had known what a big goal that was for you. And and not even just a goal, just something that really stood in your way. And to watch Mm. you pick that whole obstacle up and move it aside and go on through was Awesome. But I have to be honest, I was not brave enough to do it. I I was not Mm. brave enough to like, I didn't want to jump out of the boat in the middle of the lake and trust myself to make it to shore. And my daughter was. Mm. And that was such an amazing moment for me because it reminded me to be brave and to Mm. go out of my comfort zone. And I've thought about it several times since, since we were there at the lake and you guys did that. And I just thought like, okay, if Deep can learn how to swim as a grown man with a child, like overcome one of his biggest like fears and insecurities, if my 11-year-old daughter can jump into the middle of a lake and swim confidently all the way to shore, I can surely do some things like fill in the (laughs) blank, whatever the thing is, you know? So um, thank you. For learning to swim because you really gave me a lot with that whole experience too. And I'm just so proud of you and so happy for you. That's that's so nice to hear, Tiff. Thank you. That was a great moment. And thanks for recollecting and recalling that that moment. I think, yeah, I might have passed it off as being lunatic and just kind of trying to do something. And I could have, anything could have happened. You had your daughter to take care of. And thanks for trusting. That I would leave of, you for dead. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, I think at that moment, it was also important. I think what I accomplished was being a hero for, for Janosch. Like, you know, he was watching us as well. And I wanted him mm-hmm. to see that, you know, it's fine to be taking a swim in the deep end. And he's learning to swim as well. So it was big for me. So far, I've been watching him swim from the shallow end. And he's been doing his stuff with his swimming aids. But when he saw me, I felt happy about that. And yeah, it did make a big difference that you guys were there. And I knew that I couldn't drown. That You had a boat with you. So, <laughs> so thanks for that. Yeah. Well, I had season two plans. You were safe as well. I would have found a way to save you both. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What what you been up to, Tiff? What's what's uh, your adventures like? Yeah, so I mean, you know, I really took advantage of being back home, live that out to the max. Yeah. But there have been some big changes in this house. Coming to a new country during Corona, I really struggled finding work, which is a, a career, something I've always had. It's always been very important to me, mm. gives me a lot of joy and fulfillment. And so that was really hard for me through the pandemic. But Uh, In April, I did manage to find something that I really believe in. I'm having a great time. My team is incredible, amazing, supportive, smart. Like, it's really the dream. I Mm. also get to travel. I get to work in English and develop my German skills, which is, it's just like, it's the dream, right? The the best of everything I could have asked for. Yeah. So that has been a lot of fun. Um, It's also allowed me to travel a little bit. So part of my whole belief that when I moved to Europe, I would just be gallivanting all over. My Instagram would be lit. Everybody would just be so mad jealous of this, like, you know, balcony ridden life that I'm embracing. And (laughs) fast forward, we all know what really happened. Hashtag Corona. And so it's, it's been really exciting to finally get outside of not just Berlin, but but Germany. I had the chance to travel to Amsterdam, now to Prague. I've got a trip to London coming up. So things have been uh, really great for me on, on that front. Definitely busy. I'm also, you know, when I talked with Olive about doubling down on what she wanted to focus on, I did the same for myself. And have recently gotten back into bouldering. And this is a different sport for me because I'm very um, aggressive and competitive. And of course, you can be with that with bouldering as well. But I'm also very like explosive. And bouldering requires a Mm. lot of patience, a lot of strategy, a little bit more calm. And so I'm also flexing some muscles that I haven't been using in, in a long time. So... That's been really good too. And then of course, last but obviously not least, uh, the other thing I really wanted to continue to do and throw myself into was the podcast. So we're sticking around. Why don't we do this, Deep? Why don't we do a quick recap for any new listeners or anybody who was with us last season about some of the things we, we did on season one and also give them a little sneak peek of where we're headed for season two. Yeah, let's do that. So season one was... An experiment. um, (laughs) Yeah, season one was really an experiment, right? And Mm -hmm. we came along together and found our groove. We found some interesting guests and Mm -hmm. did about, what, 10 episodes by July? Yeah. A fun little Corona project is what we thought it was, right? Yeah. And I think for me, it was really just to pick on little inspirations from people I've always wanted to talk to to that level of depth and detail about how they raise kids and started off with friends and family. But then soon we found some amazing guests who I had no idea 
off before we even sort of shot them a cold email, right? There are a few highlights. The one that I always go back and refer to is Diane's episode on storytelling. Mm-hmm. And for me, the big was whenever I'm stuck with Janosch and I have no idea what to do, I just go back to those principles of being present, listening to his stories and being creative and creating our own little stories out of nowhere, right? And and that was just an incredible episode. I love that one. I mean, you, you know, I, I've met Diane now and I just love her as a as a person, but also that episode and all the tips that she gave. Yeah, Olive and I have really, I feel like we come back to this one a lot too and have found ways to incorporate that a little bit more into our lives. And when you talk about presence, I mean, presence, yeah. also Carolina's episode, mindfulness, yoga, being present. Yeah. Some tricks that you know we've been trying since then is just little breath work every morning when we wake up and making it a bit more playful. And more actually all of these episodes, especially Carolina's and Diane's, more than helping the kids, it's really about helping ourselves. Isn't that what we've found along yeah. the whole way? We're always like, how do we fix these kids? And then like the mirror comes up in the episode, and we're like, oh shit, we have to fix us. It's us. It <laughs> is us. <laughs> It is absolutely yes. Um, you know, I, I yeah. have to. I have to say this. So, another part of season two is that we are doing a little bit of a rebrand, getting some really snazzy professional photos and a really, you know, nice looking website for everybody. The day we were doing this, and we were also doing it with the kids, it was a long day. It was a lot mm-hmm. to ask. It was a lot of outfit changes, a lot of trying to make sure everybody was snacking and having fun throughout, but still getting done what we needed to. And I remember at the end of the day, Janish just sat down, put his little you know legs crisscross applesauce, hands on his yeah. knees, and was like, I'm just going to meditate for a minute. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> can I have that? Like, can I? I want to be you, kid. Like... Nice job, guys. <laughs> you you really nailed the assignment. Yeah, that was definitely a lot of action. And, and <laughs> <laughs> the kids had fun together. What was your highlight, Tiff? Which episodes do you go back to when you look at season one? Oh, gosh. When I think about season one, I really had a lot of fun with all of the episodes. For me, I kind of was picking out like, okay, what are the themes here? Because we were talking to mm. very different people. But some of the the things that I felt for me kept coming through was finding ways to design your life versus mm. letting life and, you know, all the things that pop up just rip you around like a kite in the wind, mm. really True. saying these are values, understanding what that is, and then saying, okay, how do we achieve that? So like mm. Sebastian Romberg, they're digital nomad village, finding a way out of Mm. Berlin, finding a way to still remain connected with this big, important community, but Mm. have all the things they wanted. And I, and I really love that. And same goes for Julianne, our friends over at Coconut. So yeah, for me, I think that was, um, more reoccurring theme that I saw continue to pop out and pop out. And I realized I probably also have this control. I just have to take Mm. it. It's a matter of a mindset and it's a matter of understanding Mm. your values and what's important to you and yeah, just finding a a way to do that. So true. That is so true. And and you're right. It was a theme that I also subconsciously kept going back towards as well, especially with Aaron's episode where he talked about 
how raising a family of 10 kids requires a change in mindset or, you know, in your thinking that, you know, how do you make your work work around family and family first rather than saying whether do you have means to have another kid? And that is such a big thing, not just whether you have one kid or, you know, 10 kids is such a shift in mindset to design your life and prioritize what's really important to you is, is so important. But even simple thing that Kelly talked about, photo journaling, right? Appreciating your little moments in life and, and cherishing it with your families and just being a little bit more deliberate and conscious of recording them and keeping mm-hmm. a trail. It was so powerful. I loved Kelly's episode also on that. I think that one just gave me more guilt. Like, I know I need to be better at not so much documenting. I'm pretty okay at that. The organization is really the downfall. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But it is something I think about more and more. And it's actually something that drove me to realize, you know, we have this podcast and there are a few big events in Olive's life, my life, that we would like to kind of archive. You and I have talked about now that we would do that through the podcast. And so, yeah, that episode also was a great one that action action's happening. And if not, like at least there is certainly a, a newfound awareness around it. You know, these little conversations keeps me excited about season two. So let's move on to... <sighs> you know, to talk about what's coming up. Yes. And so season one, like you said, was was a bit of an experiment. It, we didn't know what we were doing. I mean, isn't, <laughs> as parents, like, no. I, none of it, we know, I just believe nobody really knows what they're doing. Like, we're all just figuring it out. And that's really what we did season one. And we had a lot of fun doing it. But it did help us, you know, kind of narrow the the view for season two. And talk about the things that we want to keep focusing on, bringing up some new topics we might want to discuss, like financing and budgeting for children, things like that. Um, Yeah, all of these topics we just haven't even scratched the surface of. Um, So some of the things I'm really looking forward to, um, we will have Julia Klein from Die Kleine Deutsche Schule, the little German school. And talking Mm -hmm. about how, and it's not just for German speakers, it's also just an episode to help multilingual families manage and navigate that path. We're also going to be talking again about like life by design. We've got Carson's episode. You remember talking to Carson? Carson, I, I would love him to catch this episode while on his travels. You want to tell a little bit about that? Oh God. Yeah. We should check in with him, see where he's at. Like, now, yeah, they were going to go on a, they've got a seven-year-old and they were going to take what, a one, two-year bike trip. They were going to get on mm-hmm. their bikes. They were going to bike as far as they could or wanted that day. They were going to stop and camp or uh, until they got to like a country or a city that they wanted to stay in for a little while, enjoy it. They had no plan though. They were like, I don't know, it might stay a year, it might stay two years, might come back early, yeah. we might stay in one place for a few months. Like, just doing it. Um, yeah. And I'm excited about that episode because I think with Corona, everybody is very concerned about what the kids missed on and how far behind they are. And I understand. Like, believe me, I, I get that side of the argument. But with Karsten, you know, one of the things we talked about is life experience. And so mm. what if we could look specifically at the time during Corona through this lens or any time but when your child is not learning something measurable, what mm. else are they getting from? Because this kid is going to come back from this bike 
tour with her parents and have a basket full of experiences and learnings and and things that she's going to go through her whole life with. And maybe it's not so bad she missed one year of sitting at a desk in front of a teacher the whole day. So maybe we can also take some of those principles and and apply to our Corona time and, and moving forward. And what sticks with me with that story is that you don't have to let go of your big decisions for some time in future. I think Corona made it very much possible to prioritize what's important and make that happen right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Carsten did. Yeah, I love that episode as well. I can't wait for that to be out. That's going to be probably our first episode that comes out. So mm-hmm. look forward to that. Yeah. I think this is the first time we've got guests from all parts of the world. So you've got all the time zones we've covered, like the entire stretch, yeah. I guess. So we've got people from India, from the US, from Germany. What else we got? Yeah. I mean, we've got so many cool topics coming up. I won't go so deep into all of them, but we do have an episode where we talk about this phenomena of of unschooling. Mm. That was a mind bender for me. I've had time since we recorded that episode and to process, to learn more. I've even talked to other people about it. And it's just like, it's really such an intriguing idea. And yeah, I'm excited for that episode too. Um, What else have we got? A headmaster or a director from a Montessori preschool. Mm Mm-hmm. We've got, oh God, and with Chris, the conversation. So you know how we like to ask people about their like parent fails or times when they had to kind of reroute. Oh boy, Chris has got a doozy. So I'm, (laughs) I'm really excited for all our listeners to hear just all these sweet little tidbits coming up. Every episode we've got, I think something pretty cool. So I am very excited about season two. And I hope our listeners will be too. Same here. I'm looking forward to season two as well. And it's been great learning through season one. And we've honed into what we're really enjoying and kind of uh, conversations that we're having are really deep, meaningful, readouting conversations. So can't wait for our next episode to be out next Thursday, the first episode for season two. That's right. Would love for everybody to join the journey. Yeah. And where can they find us? Find us on the usual, the Spotify and Apple podcast. And Tiffany, you're going to drop in an email, right? That's right. For those of you who have not joined our newsletter list yet, uh, please sign up. You can find us at reroutingpod.com. Put in your email and then you will receive our newsletter letting you know exactly when we have new episodes dropping directly to your inbox. Go do that now. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) cool Tiff it was fun and really looking forward to it awesome see you next week bye bye hey guys we hope you're enjoying the show if you haven't already head over to reroutingpod.com and sign up for the newsletter subscribers receive exclusive updates from Deep and I and are the first to know when there's a new episode out that's reroutingpod.com enter your email and we'll make sure you don't miss a thing Mm -hmm.